Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> Did you forget that for a second? Um I had a weird moment where I heard your name and I was going to say it. I was going to say Stephen Vargas again. I'm, <laughs> I, I think my brain went on um, low power mode for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went into settings and then reset for, uh, yeah, use the least amount of power. <laughs> so right. I'll just repeat what I hear. <laughs> And this is our. And really, don't we always do that? Oh, yeah. like, just, you know, just like, uh, yeah, that I agree with everything you say. Right. What, what that person said. <laughs> and this is our weekly news podcast to discuss discuss the news of the past week for this week, June fifth, two thousand sixteen. Uh, first off, yeah, we know we were off for two weeks. Um, the first, the first, we were actually scheduled to have the Memorial Day week off. Uh, simply because wanted to just, you know, enjoy the holiday. Right. Fuck it. Who cares? You know? Um, but, uh, the week previous, there was, there was some shit going down between, um, not between the two of us, but to both of us around that same time. Okay. Fuck Steve. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it was just, there was a lot of stuff that was coming up and, and so it just didn't leave us in a particularly good spot that would be enjoyable for you guys to listen to because otherwise you probably would have heard an hour of us just bitching and moaning and wailing we just had a lot of personal stuff going on we needed a little time to catch our breath and, yeah you and know brood. it happens yeah and, and so brood. And brood. batman level brooding <laughs> exactly you know i mean you know and, and, and adam does it i mean he goes out there at the at, um you know he's he's not the the sit the the hero that um, phoenix needs or wants but it, it needs it needs his kind of heroism. That's right. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So not in this, not in this fucking heat. Though. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a temperature. He's got a temperature cap over a hundred. Fuck that. You guys can do what you want. Let the cops deal with this. <laughs> right. 
but uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on on the episode that we actually uh, that that we uh, canceled on. So basically, what I'm saying is, thanks for bearing with us, and uh, and uh, thanks for coming back for this week. So from this point on till I think the end of August before our season finale, uh, we should be pretty much on schedule from here on out. Um, but what I wanted to touch on was the Flash finale. Now, Adam hasn't really caught up with the show, but I've been watching it. Um, some hey, people... I'm I'm close. I've watched the first three episodes, hey, which is a lot. Which is a lot closer than you were before that, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, so, some people have said that the season two couldn't match up to season one. True, but at the same time, who, who can? Nobody right. can ever match up after the first, you know. Um, after the first season because you kind of go for like well if this is going to be our only season let's go for broke you know um but uh the uh just to kind of recap it a little bit and just kind of get adam to what's going on that he may actually take this summer and watch both seasons Mm. um that uh all of season two dealt with uh the flash trying to take on zoom and trying to be powerful enough to overtake zoom and then we've got introduced into the um, the uh, infinite Earths, the 52 portals of all the different Earths that are on there. And so far, we've only been in touch with really Earth 2 at this point. Uh, Jay Garrick comes to try to train uh, Barry, but ends up being killed by Zoom, later to find out that it was actually Zoom that was impersonating Jay Garrick. Um, so with the finale... What basically Zoom is trying to do is he's going to try... He kills Barry's father in front of Barry because Zoom thinks that he liked the Joker in The Killing Joke. And that one thing I kind of was like, oh, they borrowed that one is he was kind of Barry's one bad incident away from being like... Is kind of what he alluded to. So the whole purpose is he tells Barry that I just want to... uh, I want to be the fastest, so you need to race me. And when I was watching, I was like, that's kind of lame. But then you figure out that what he's trying to do is he's trying to have Barry race him because using both their energies, they can use this um, this beam that will actually break into the multiverse and destroy all the multiple Earths out there. Mm-hmm. And um, Earth-1 will be the only Earth left, and then he would be the ruler of Earth-1. So what they uh, when Barry first faces off with Zoom... He beats Zoom up, and then all of a sudden, Zoom comes out from behind Zoom and kills, basically kills himself, basically saying, time remnant. He convinces a earlier version of Zoom to go out there and willing to be sacrificed for whatever reason. So what happens in this one is that Barry is supposed to try to raise Zoom, but what he, basically the plot is, is that if he can stop Zoom before the portal reaches um, capacity... Everything will be fine. He'd have to kill Zoom. Well, what happens is, is Barry doesn't think he's fast enough. So while they're going through the race, the the energy is near reaching capacity. And all of a sudden you see another red streak pop in. And it's a time remnant of Barry. And Barry kind of does what happens in Crisis of Infinite Earths. Sacrifices himself to stop Zoom's thing. Um, to stop Zoom's... Uh, uh, plan from going into effect and the way they showed him kind of disintegrating 
was almost kind of panel for panel what you saw in Crisis of Infinite Earths, where Barry kind of slowly disintegrates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I kind of got a, I got, I got a bit, got a little bit of a chub for that. When I was like, oh, shit, love that. Um, so uh, they take out Zoom, but Barry at the end is very upset because you know his mother was killed by Reverse Flash, and now his father was killed by Zoom. And he saved all the Earths, but he feels that he is just in an emotionally fucked place at this time. Um, so he decides he, you know, he needs to do something. Iris tells him that she loves him and wants to give him a chance. But because of everything that happened, he's so emotionally fucked right now. He's like, I, I can't do this right now. He goes, I want to, but I can't. And she's like, well, you know, I'll be here, you know, whenever, whenever you're willing to give it a chance. So she goes back into the house and she's with Wally and her father and uh, Caitlin and uh, Cisco. And he looks through the window and he just stares and he goes, um, he goes, and that's why I'm sorry. And I was like, what the hell is he going to do? So he uses, he breaks this, um, the time, the time vortex creates a vortex, goes back to when reverse flash killed his mom and beats the hell out of reverse flash Mm. saves his mom and in the finale of season one barry had gone back to try to save his mom and stop the reverse flash and then reverse flash would have gone back to his time but you see that moment in season one where the reverse flash kind of looks through the door and in that moment he's supposed to see a future flash and in this one, he's the future Flash, and he looks back, and you see the old Flash, and he kicks Zoom's ass, saving his mom, and then all of a sudden you see the old Flash disappear. And she's looking up at him, and she, you know, and his dad's knocked down, and she's like, "Whoa, what do He goes, "No, no, it's okay. You're gonna be okay now." And then it cuts to black, and you're like, "Did they just fucking start Flashpoint?" Right. Like, it's like that moment you were like, they, they, they just started fucking Flashpoint, didn't they? So it'll be interesting to see what happens when you come back into season three and see, you know, what's going to what's going to go on. But one of the cool things that they did in season two is uh, for those of you that don't know, and if you don't read a book, um, <laughs> get your knowledge. Up. Exactly. Um, Barry's dad is played by the 90s Flash guy that played the flash in the in the 90s um i like that dude that dude's always been he's always been cool he also played dawson's dad you know he plays like the perfect tv dad you know yeah um and john and i through the whole season we've been uh when we watch it we always do kind of what you and i do on tv shows we're like you know every time something came up and he was in the scene we'd always go well when i was a flash what 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 are you talking about you know we'd always kind of throw like you know throw well when i was a flash what what are you talking about? What? Huh? You know, <laughs> and what? Uh, what? What do you? What do you say? Huh? What? Uh, then, um, so they killed his dad off, and there was in in the whole season there was a guy in Zoom's, um, I guess you want to call like zoo. He had a man in the iron mask, and there was questions about who was the man in the iron mask, and Zoom said, "You wouldn't believe me if I told you." So finally, after they kill Zoom off, they release the man of the Iron Mask. And it is Barry's dad, under the name of Garrick, Jay Garrick, from Earth Mm -hmm. 3, 
who was the Flash of Earth 3. And when they're, and of course, he has no son. He doesn't know who Barry is. And Barry's tripping balls because he sees this guy who's his dad. And he's the actual Flash from Earth 3. And when they're about to send him back to Earth 2 to take Harrison Wells and his daughter back there. And then he's going to go to Earth 3. He's in full fucking Jay Garrick costume. No shit. The hat, the hat, um, the, the, the hat and the, the suit and everything. I was like, oh, my God. Because my brother and I said Earth. That would, I, go, I had said, I go, that would be awesome if he was the Flash. Like just, just like I go, but no, they probably wouldn't do that because it would just be like, wait, you know, it's just, it's too hokey, you know, or it just, that would just be too cool for me. And then when I saw it, I was super excited. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. They brought it back. It's the flash. <laughs> That's awesome. So a little bit of, I, I thought it was a little bit of fan service there, but it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty fucking awesome to see that. But yeah, seeing him in the full costume too, as, as Jay Garrick, excuse me was was really really cool that's see every time you describe the show i'm like fuck man <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch this shit oh man but yeah it was it was really cool i really liked the finale um but yeah that whole like when i watched it i go what's he gonna go save his mom or is he gonna stop himself like he did before or something like that right. then when he saved his mom i was like oh my god they just started flashpoint like how is this going to work out? <laughs> so, and now they got, but I thought that might actually might be kind of cool. Given that Supergirl's coming over. That could change Here's the situation though. Starting flashpoint. Wasn't there a scene in the Batman versus Superman movie where there's flashpoint type situation going on? Right. Right. Where he, yeah. Where we saw, are they going to mix the universes? That's the real question. It's like, <laughs> it's getting deep, dude. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. If Wouldn't so, that be crazy? You Justice see, like, League. Like, you see Affleck pop in. You're like, what? Oh my what god! What? <laughs> <laughs> or the other, the other guy that plays the Flash. <laughs> he pops yeah. in there. You're like, <laughs> what's happening right now? Suddenly, you that, start crying. That, that, that sound you hear is the heads of every DC fan exploding. <laughs> I would, I would be weeping uncontrollably. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that would be that's So. I'm really curious to see how that rolls out. Um, but yeah, you should totally check out. Even if you see season one, it's it's a it's great season. It starts with the multiverse, and then season two, the episode was it the episode before that? Oh no, it was two episodes before that. Was the Kevin Smith directed episode, and uh, that was really good. Kevin Smith said it was kind of like the sister episode to the season finale, which was really a really actually really good heavy emotional episode which when i watched it i was like good for you kevin smith that was a really fucking awesome episode yeah so he he did a really good job with that because uh barry gets pulled into the speed force and uh so that whole thing and then they, of course jay muse pops in you know <laughs> it's it's hilarious because they're coming out of big belly burger and it's him and he's with this woman and he's like uh, you know what he goes i gotta say this this big belly burger sucks. The one in Star City is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the important shit. Of course, you know. <laughs> I was I was thinking smoking weed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that that should definitely be cool. So I'm I'm definitely excited for what season three may come on. Um, 
lastly, for me anyway, uh, just another podcast. I know I didn't do a show in May, and you know uh, Heather has moved on to the I would say great state, but I really can't with a straight face. So she's hey. on to the state of Arizona, um, which is where you live, right? <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> uh, so it was. It's gonna. It was gonna be even harder to to do a show with that. So I've gone ahead and revamped the show, and um, I'm gonna try something new, something completely different, um, and um, go to debut it this week. So just be ready for that. It's not gonna be the traditional. Jesus Christ. Turn my damn phone off. Um, you over there playing Mario Brothers? Don't let them lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, Try to get past this level. <laughs> God damn you, Bowser. Um, it. Uh, so yeah. So I'm gonna try something new this week. I'm gonna. I want to try to drop it this week, and um, and there's just a little more work on my end to do, but it's. It's basically kind of a new show, but with my kind of point of view on it. So uh, hopefully you guys will like it, but just uh, be ready for that on Thursday. It's still going to be called Just Another Podcast, but just a different format. So so aside from that, Adam has some really important news to talk about right now. Listen, don't undermine my shit. No, right? I, I'll set you up. I, oh, okay. I was the hype man right there for you. All right. I'm just saying. I'm, All know. right, Flavor Flav, relax. <laughs> no, my – It's uh... a joke. <laughs> So I was trying to introduce my kids to trading card games mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons. One, because I want to play them. Um, <laughs> and then also because I'm trying to get them to do something that isn't video game, you know, staring at screens all day. So first I tried Magic the Gathering, and that wasn't working out. <laughs> like, they liked it, but I had to, you know, my younger son is six. So magic a little too much for him, you know, reading the, you gotta, I mean, sometimes in magic, you gotta pull the rule book out and shit. Right. So I was like, okay, well, how about I'll get him Pokemon deck, you know, Pokemon card game. Well, they all like Pokemon now, hmm. you know, they like the cards. Then they found out there was cartoons and all this bullshit. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And I was into Pokemon when I was younger, you know, and I, I went on Netflix. I'm like, I wonder if they have any Pokemon on here. They have two movies and two shows. So they have Pokemon Indigo Leaf, which is the original one. The one that I watched. And then they have Pokemon X and Y, which is the new one. So we started watching X and Y. Fucking dope. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says, dude. Like, yes, Pokemon is super cheesy. You know, it's, it's you know, and the kids get into that. But there's parts where I'm just rolling my eyes. Like, yes, I know. Be nice to everyone. You know, I got it. But then when the battles come up, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Stuff was tight. So, um, you know pretty much i'm i'm gonna be buying the kids each a themed deck Mm -hmm. to play with um and we're just we're a pokemon household now really (laughs) and uh i'm not i'm not ashamed or upset i don't think it should be don't think you should don't think you should be ashamed or upset oh i won't be (laughs) (laughs) so i need to get more cards because i bought um this thing called a starter kit where it comes with 30, two 30 card decks um, that you can play against each other. But then the ultimate goal is once the player is ready, they combine those two and it makes a true 60 card deck. Um, well, that's all I got right mm-hmm. now. So, and that's William's deck, my younger son. Um, so I need to buy everybody a deck. 
and you know I gotta get me at that. I'm about to tear him the fuck up because I don't play games. You understand? <laughs> I'm be out there with like an ash hat on and shit from Pokemon. Just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> so that was me dropping cards on the table like a boss. Um, <laughs> so I just thought that was cool. Uh, and it's it's funny because the kids are the kids are like they're asking me questions like super basic because they never my kids don't watch regular TV because we don't have cable. They watch Netflix, Hulu, stuff like that. So unless they find something, they're not going to come across it. Right. You know, like it's not like TV where you're flipping through the channels on Saturday morning. You're like, what's this cartoon? Um, so they they knew what. Uh, they knew of Pokemon, but they didn't know what it was, you know, because they just seen some kids at school with it. So I, I showed them the show. They're fucking hooked. They won't stop watching it. <laughs> and then they, there's a, the Pokemon website has this free to play um, Pokemon card game, which is fun, cool. I set the kids up. They're all ready to go with that. Um, and they they found out about the whole like you can go compete in tournaments in the card game and shit. I'm, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to go. Can we all have fucking DSs or 3DS? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I might actually that's where you go return, get a job. <laughs> right when the tax return comes, I'm thinking about uh, getting them all 3DSs. They'll all be fucking battling Pokemon together. <laughs> I think they're starting to figure out if they're in the shit that I'm into, they'll get more shit out of it. Right. Like, cause I'm like, oh, I'll get you guys a bunch of decks. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. And they're like, oh, dad's over here getting us a bunch of shit. And I'm like, yeah, cause fucking my wife's in the back rolling her eyes. Like, yeah, cause he just wants to play. <laughs> Selfish. Of course. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Pokemon. Pokemon for life. Basically, what I was trying to say. Pokeball. So, all right well i guess on that note we'll hit the headlines first up is shouldn't be a surprise to anyone um looks like dc is canceling the final five issues of the new justice league of america According to Newsarama, in a rare move by the big two publishers, DC Comics have canceled the final five solicited issues of Brian Hitch's new 52 Justice League of America run. Justice League of America number 9 through 12 plus Justice League of America annual 1 have all been canceled, but DC tells retailers they will, quote, be resolicited at a later time. This series has gone through several delays. The Justice League of America 9 was originally solicited for March 30th, but was pushed back at the last time till June 15th. Number 12 and the annual were previously canceled and resolicited last month for an August release. So this is the second cancellation for each. When Hitch's Justice League of America issues do come out, it's one of DC's top selling. In June 2015, the first issue of the fourth highest selling book in the North American direct market, while March's 2006 number eight was still the top tier seller at number 34. Justice League of America writer-artist Brian Hitch is, of course, the writer of the upcoming Rebirth Justice League relaunch, with the Rebirth one-shot and debut issue both solicited slash scheduled for the release in July. I don't know why they would re-release those if they go into Rebirth. Like, why would they re-solicit those later? Maybe, I don't know, just to... I don't know. Nobody cares about Justice League of America. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. 
You know, it just nobody cares. Not enough people care. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, who do you think you are? Civil War? I mean, um, Secret Wars? <laughs> oh. <laughs> where you canceled, where you kept pushing uh, issue nine back, 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 back. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never really been into Justice League of America. I don't think anybody was. And I'm a big DC dude. <laughs> and I don't think I've even read more than two issues of any run of Justice League of America. Like, it's always to me like you have you'll have a main team and then they'll try to make the same exact team with different characters in a different location. And it just feels cheap. To me, it feels like the Alpha Flight. Yes. Like, you know, uh, yes. the DC run. It's just kind of what it seems like to me. It's, it's the just... Canadian run. It's the Canadian Avengers. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> and even then, the Canadian Avengers make sense for people who were in Canada. I mean, I'm sure they like it. But to people <laughs> who aren't there, you're like, fuck, fuck that. I got my own Avengers to be worrying about. You know, so, right. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Justice League America cares. I don't even know if they're going to ha- Do they even have a rebirth issue? I have doubt. No, I know there's just Justice League rebirth, but I don't know. You know about that JSA. I can't wait till that Justice League drops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you just can't start this one without kind of laughing, you know. Bethesda has dropped its first like big expansion for Fallout Four, which is Fahab. Um and it's shit <laughs> for the PS4. Um, after actively working on Fallout 4 DLC, Far Harbor's uh, performance problems on PS4, uh, Bethesda now has a fix, a full re-release of the entire pack. Um, announced on the Bethesda forums, uh, the developer says they'll, you'll have to re-download the pack to fix the issues and provided, provided the following instructions for installing it. So here you go. Here's instructions. Okay. Confirm Fallout 4 is not running. Highlight Fallout 4 in your PlayStation 4 dashboard. Press Options and select Close Application to ensure Fallout 4 is not running minimized. Okay, so make sure Fallout 4 isn't running. <laughs> select Related wait, wait, Item. Wait, wait, do I have to make sure Fallout 4 isn't running? Yes. Okay. We have a tech support on staff ready. <laughs> um, select <laughs> Related Items. You'll find this under the Fallout 4 icon in the PS4 dashboard. Uh, select my add-ons, navigate to the download arrow next to Fahaber and select it. You should see a notice that Fahaber has been added to downloads. Wait for the downloadable content to finish downloading and install and installing before starting Fallout 4. Uh, Bethesda adds, if for any reason these steps do not work, <laughs> stop right there, okay? All you're doing it's reinstalling it. Is installing DLC. That's all you're doing. If you didn't know how to do it now, <laughs> then you never had Fahopper to begin with. <laughs> so I don't know what the problem is. Um, if for any reason these steps do not work, you can delete Fallout 4 and all add-on content it's in, and simply reinstall the game and add-ons. You know how fucking big Fallout 4 is? That's a long install. Yeah. I'm just saying. Currently, the new version of the DLC is only available in North America, but the Bethesda Twitter group has said that EU updates will follow in the very near future. Now, I want to mention on that, too, because that's pretty much the end of what's going on, but okay, I live in North America. United States citizen. America. 
Okay, so obviously he drinks he the Bud, he drinks the Budweiser brand America. Right. <laughs> this this um this pro- particular problem in the gaming industry doesn't affect me because usually the updates come out in North America first anyway, unless it's a Japanese game and then you know whatever. But I gotta speak for humanity as a whole here. That it's 2016. Why does Europe have to wait? I like, st- I never understood that. Get your fucking shit together. If it was a language issue, then I'd understand if select countries in Europe had to wait. But even then, the issues with Fallout 4's Fahaber was not language involved. Right. It was because it just didn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> so... Why does Europe have to wait? Why is it? Oh, Europe and Australia, they always get the short end of the fucking stick. Yeah. They always have to wait well after we're already beating the fucking thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it's bullshit. I'm speaking for, um, for our brothers and sisters across the pond. All right. I'm not selfish. <laughs> I know, I, you know, we were talking recently. It's It's easy. It's. It's easy to be a good person when you're on top. Of course. You know what I mean? And I'm on top right now, so I'm going to be a good person. You know, yeah. it's just... When you're on the bottom, that's that's when, you know. Fahab has been getting great reviews. Um, for the consoles at work? For the consoles at work. Say, um, IGN was adding that uh, they said adds a large amount of large amount of great quests and content within its gloomy but distinctive island setting. Um I just and and I'm surprised that that such a big company like Bethesda they have like a super large budget for these games. It shouldn't happen. It yeah. it, it just should. I mean, test your shit on all the consoles and platforms that you're releasing it on and make sure it fucking works. And it's not it like it's not like the PS4 just came out either. Right. And it's not like the PS4 what I don't understand is this isn't this isn't this same thing happened with Skyrim. Yeah. But that was on the PS3 because the PS3 had some cell, um, what was it called? Cell processor structure. Oh, it was weird. Right. You know what I mean? But it's not like that anymore. Essentially, if you open up a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One, like the same thing. Right. <laughs> you know? So I don't, I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it was, it was somebody just wasn't testing. They weren't testing it properly. And it sucks. And. Yeah. I play Xbox One mostly, so whatever. I'm PC for life, and you know, <laughs> fucking dealing with this bullshit. Unless you're playing the Batman game, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, despite a swirl of rumors this week, the upcoming Justice League film won't have any kind of tack-on um, hype in- inducing addendum in its title. Uh, it's just going to be Justice League, according to DC Films' Jeff Johns. Uh, John's tweeted confirmation that there won't be any colon or needless extra words thrown into the mix, like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, or as far as the first movie, it is a two- if two-parter is concerned. So that shuts down rumors that DC was considering titles like Justice League, Gods Among Us, Justice League, Angels and Demons, or Justice League, You Won't Believe What Happened Next. Apparently the guy really needed to clear things up uh, because it already got... Uh, 2,000 retweets. Uh, Zack Snyder is concise and to the point Justice League opens on November 17, 2017 with a sequel due out in 2019. Kudos to DC to keeping it simple for the first time around and breaking away from those ongoing colon trends. 
in the last few months, given us, you know, Batman vs Superman, John of Justice, Captain America, Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse. And Justice League 2 sounds a little stale, although it's probably not going to last long. And hey, Gods Among Us actually sounds kind of sweet, if not cliched, you know. Mm. And it would fit in that universe, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of get away away with cliché. I I think any movie, I think now you really shouldn't have movies with two or three. Right. Yeah. I think we we don't need to be that lazy, especially with comic book movies, because they don't do that in comic books. Right. I mean, you you have issue numbers, but they all have new series. You know, you have to you have to title title the story arc. Exactly. I I, I, I always think it's every time I see a movie where it says a number in the name, it reminds me of like the eighties. Right. You know, like it's don't be lazy. Come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, you know, like, I, you know, like Captain America civil war, it's better than Captain America three. You know, it's like, we're not, these are, these aren't the Rocky movies anymore. These aren't the, you know, you know, fr- you know, I mean, Friday the 13th started doing that, you know, Jason takes yeah. Manhattan or Jason in space, leprechaun in the hood, you know, those kind of movies started that, you know, you know what? I appreciate that. Even though it was campy and stupid, you remember the title more. Like, you're yeah. not going to remember two or I can't three. remember which one was, two, three, or four, where, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. Whatever. <laughs> you want to talk about China? Of course. The oh, great... they're angry about Pokemon? Oh, they're angry about Pokemon? Well, they're angry about what Japan's doing. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, you know, let's get into it, I guess. Um. In an effort to translate Pokemon games into traditional and simplified Chinese, Nintendo has essentially renamed Pokemon characters, including Pikachu. What? Right. The Pokemon company recently announced Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, for the Nintendo 3DS, which is the upcoming... uh, I don't know. Just in case you don't know, um, Pokemon video games always come out in pairs, um, where one will have a handful of Pokemon that the other one doesn't have. It promotes training. It's always been that way. Um, Unless you got the Pikachu edition back in the day, which was horrible because the first gym leader was Rock and he had Rock and Rock is weak against Electric. But whatever, we're getting into things now. And, you know, I'm I'm going a little off the rails. (laughs) Sun and Moon, Nintendo 3DS. Uh, There are first Pokemon. These are... Hmm. I'm going to add a word so this makes sense. These are the first Pokemon games to be translated into Mandarin. Uh, but in doing so, the effort overlook the efforts overlook Hong Kong's primary language of Cantonese. So it's kind of it's kind of mind-boggling that Pokemon's been around for so long, and the video games are just now being translated. I guess it makes sense because they had that ban of consoles for so long, like video games, because they said it was damaging their youth or something. Mm-hmm. So just now they lifted that ban. You're seeing like consoles being coming into China, even though they were getting it on the black market. And you believe that shit? <laughs> you went to the black market, what'd you get? An Xbox One motherfucker. Like, oh shit. <sighs> According to QZ.com, in Greater China, Pokemon will be officially called Jing Jingling Bokemang. Bay Bayokemang. Jing, so it's Jingling, which is J-I-N-G-L-I-N-G, and then Aokemang, uh, which I know I'm butchering, and I apologize to the homies uh, in China who are not listening to this. And anyone <laughs> who, who lives in unless this country, unless they break the Great Firewall, you know, right? 
Um, I apologize to anybody who might be offended by the way I'm butchering your language. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, it's ba- B-A-O- This is Trump's America now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. B-A-O-K-E-M-E-N-G. Um, so in Mandarin, uh, jingling means spirit or elf. And the second word is a transliteration of Pokemon. Um, so it's kind of like what it's Pokemon in, uh, which means pocket monsters, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of foreign shit going on. This article actually has it written in traditional Chinese. I don't even, I don't even know what the fuck that says. Um, In Hong Kong, however, it was Chinese letters um, (laughs) (laughs) or script, which translates into pet little elves. (laughs) Or spirits, <laughs> and Pikachu was originally translated as Bay or Bay K Bay K. I shouldn't have picked this article. I'm sorry. Bay or you could have ju- just stopped earlier on. <laughs> no, fuck it. We're doing it. We're committed now. Bay K Bay K Bay K Chiu B E I dash K A A dash C H Y U. Now, however. <laughs> It's Pikachu, so it's they've changed the name to P- instead of Pikachu, it's Pikachu. Um, while that might look similar to the we- to the Western name in Cantonese, it actually reads as Pikachu, Pikachu, but it's P E I K A A J A U. Anyway, <laughs> I have a fucking headache and my tongue hurts. Where's Patrick um, when you need him? Jeez, <laughs> that's racist. Um, but true. <laughs> in- <laughs> we we go to our we go to our uh, our, Asian, our Asian correspondent. Oh, <laughs> um, speaking on on a separate topic, and this is more just to tell Steve, but I guess people who are listening can listen. <laughs> I've been seeing um, Patrick doing some big things, man. He's been, he's been out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. I stalk him on Facebook. Well, of course. Make sure he's doing well. Um, in protest at the changes, which also represents a broader fear that the Cantonese language is too often overlooked. Um, so basically, the main yes, Pokemon fans are upset because they're changing the names, especially Pikachu. Pikachu's like the Jesus of Pokemon. Okay, <laughs> but the the main issue here is that yet it, it's people in that, Hong Kong. Do you have that huh? velvet? Do you have that velvet Pikachu? That velvet painting <laughs> Pikachu? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> No, um, people in Hong Kong are upset because yet again, Cantonese is being overlooked for Mandarin Chinese. Um, a handful of committed fans took to the streets, matching to the Japanese consulate, singing the Cantonese Pokemon theme, which probably was the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Over 6,000 people have signed an online petition protesting the changes offering to boycott Nintendo entirely. If the company does not get agree to their request, uh, Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon will be released on Nintendo 3DS on November 18th in North America, Japan on November. Look, yet again, <laughs> you released in November 18th in North America and Japan, and on November 23rd in Europe. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. Um, so basically. I thought this was interesting for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm surprised it's, and I know why, but it's surprising that Pokemon has been such a big deal 
for so long. Like it, it's part everybody knows what Pokemon is. It's just one of those things. Except for China, I guess. <laughs> you know, and now that they can get Well, no, video... they pro- they probably have it. They probably have a uh, a Chinese version of it. Oh, I'm know? sure they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, I think now that they can get uh video games from outside the country or video games in general, um legally <laughs> uh nintendo obviously is gonna say hey this is a pretty big fucking market we're not tapped into you know and it's it, it reminded me of when i was a kid and the first time i played pokemon that there's actually going to be an entire country where the majority is going to have that feeling again right and i was like that's cool like i i just thought it was kind of cool but um and also too i mean why why aren't they making if if Cantonese and Cantonese is a major language um, in China? Mo, mo, the majority of Hong Kong speaks Cantonese. Why are they overlooking it? I don't, I don't get it. You know, but uh, yeah. I I know. probably money reasons. You know, whatever. Cantonese, Cantonese speaking people are poor. That's what <laughs> right. They wouldn't buy. They won't buy this anyway. <laughs> Those fat cats at Nintendo. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know. <laughs> the first comment says, interesting. Can't say I give a fuck, though. <laughs> I don't know. I've been in. Look, welcome to, welcome in, to Trump's Trump's America. <laughs> I already said in the round table that my household is becoming a Pokemon focused household. So this was interesting <laughs> to me. As I read it now, I realize that it might not be that interesting to people, but. <laughs> or even to you. <laughs> no, I'm still interested in it. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, all right on that note uh i think it's time we uh we end the headlines still laughing over there huh <laughs> uh Cantonese oh. is a big deal people that's all i'm trying to say. <laughs> uh so uh this week's discussion topic was one that we were going to we were going to do before, but now we also we were going to do the same one that we originally planned plus the first round. And basically, we're going to be talking about DC's rebirth. Uh, obviously, we really should start with the one shot, which kind of set everything in motion. The or as I like to say, the retcon flashpoint um, <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, so uh if you haven't if you i mean this is really kind of the time if you haven't got into dc and you're looking to get into dc this is pretty much the time to do it but you really There'll be a few things where you'll go huh but a quick google search will sort it out for you yeah some recent event stuff because there, there was stuff especially with the superman book that i was like what? Who is this dude? And then I, I looked it up. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was caught up. Right. Um, but uh, but this kind of sets up what's going to go on with the universe thus for this, you know, going forward. So I guess we should what start with the rebirth. Let's start one-shot. with the rebirth issue, the one shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, I gotta say Jeff Johns did a really good job with this. Yes. Um, I. I really enjoyed how he pulled Flashpoint, Crisis of Infinite Earths, uh, uh, Death of Superman, all of that into kind of this issue. You know, he, he really touched on, and the the soul, the center of the story was Wally West. 
the original Wally West, not not the the New Fifty Two Wally West. Right. Um, you know the redhead stepchild. Um, <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of cool that it was that POV, and how it touched on all of these, you know, all of those different um, uh, big points. Kind of basically saying, I know we did Flashpoint, which kind of retconned everything, but now we're kind of, and this is what I think what Jeff Johns was saying is that how Rebirth was supposed to be more of a of a reconnecting with their past as opposed to cutting it off which i think in retrospect wasn't such a great idea you know getting rid of all of the canon that they had done through all the throughout you know the years right. uh, but uh i thought that this was really cool how they tied everything together showing that uh, it's all part of it now we're missing what did i say 10 years all of us were missing 10 years um and touching on the relationships that had disappeared like with black canary and um and uh uh green arrow and uh and and some of the and you know some of the other stuff so i i thought it was i thought it was very very well done right it didn't seem like a patch job where you kind of thought like this is our way of kind of bringing everything back. You use Wally West, who's a character who disappeared after Flashpoint. So bringing him back kind of was like the way of saying, okay, we're bringing him back, but we're kind of bringing back the whole past too. Yeah, with Wally West coming back, obviously he's he's bringing back. He's the only one that knows something right. that everyone has forgotten. And it's it, I read the, the one shot. I'll admit I read it twice. The first time I read through it, I read comic books in a weird way. I always read them really fast the first time. And then I'll read it again right afterwards. <laughs> and then pour over. I don't know why I do that. Um, great issue. I, 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 There was a few things in there where I was kind of like, what? Just because I haven't really been following uh, the DC books for a while. For a little bit now. Um, but easy to catch up with. Uh, I think it's an excellent introduction into what they're trying to do. And I kind of like this idea more than a complete um, reboot. Right. Um, the new 52 obviously was a reboot, um, but it's kind of cool where they're saying, okay, the new 52 still exists. That universe still exists, but these other ones are starting to come back too. It's starting to leak in. And I think, um, I think it's interesting. It's It builds to an over, an over um, arcing arc i guess yeah um <laughs> an overarching arc <laughs> right and it all ties it ties are we spoiling we're spoiling yeah we're right? spoiling yeah okay um i think it was it was very interesting to call back to um the letter that batman received from his father from the other right from the flashpoint universe and and um and what he's going to do about that i did i, I it, they're doing things in a way that it is dramatically different. And we'll get into that when we get into the first round, which I was very impressed right. uh, with, with, uh, with the three books I read because it was one I didn't read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. you have anything else to say about the one shot? Well, I think with the one shot, um, the end definitely surprised me. That, the, that feels that, in it too. Yeah. I mean, it was um, – Seeing all, seeing that whole uh, thing play out, and it's all played out through Wally's ex perspective, right? And how he's trying to use the Speed Force to kind of bring himself back, 
that he, he's been kind of stuck in the speed force. Uh, not really saying how he got stuck there, but that he needs to come back. Um, so, you know, he's coming back to people that he thought would remember him. So he comes back to, you know, uh, Batman and to uh, fucking his chick, though. You yeah. know, and that gave Who me the straight forgot him. I was like, yeah. damn. I was like, oh, ain't that a bitch? Ain't These that like a bitch? loyal, man. Exactly, man. Um, and then how, um, and then the reintroduction of the uh, post-Death of, Death of Superman, Superman. Um, because the new 50s 2 Superman is, is supposedly dead. Or actually, yes. but. Uh, I kind of read, um some previous issues on superman because that was the one that i was most confused with um because i didn't know there was a whole death of superman arc um where basically he um his cells were he had kryptonite poisoning and um he basically in the last issue he um he just exploded like with energy and was dust he was just mm -hmm. gone and um he was uh he was fighting I don't know what was going on, but it was some sort of clone of him that thought it was him. Mm -hmm. But he was very unstable, and he was fighting him. In typical Superman fashion, he didn't care about his own safety. He was trying to get the the other guy away. Right. And then this other Superman, who looks just like him, he has a beard, right. flies in, helps the new 52 Superman, um, and then he's there, and then he just dips. Yeah. Like, at the end. And it was, you're like, what? Who the fuck was that? <laughs> You know, so, but that that goes into the Superman issue, so. Yeah, and so it was, um, I thought it was very well written, and the fact that, like I said before, how it touched on Crisis of Infinite Earths, because Wally talked about how he became the Flash after Barry died, you know, and then uh, the, um, the Flashpoint, where it talked about Thomas Wayne and all of that. And then finally, when Wally was just like, okay, there's no way for me to come back now, he appears to Flash and says that, you know, it's okay. This is, you know, goodbye. It's over. I'm, I'm you know, I've resigned myself. It's okay to, to go away. And that whole bit there where Barry's looking at him and not sure who he is, doesn't remember him, and then suddenly does remember who he is. Um, he goes, Wally. And just grabs his fucking wrist. I was right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. You know, you blew my mind. You're sitting there and you're feeling very, you're, you're, you are feeling the, the, the feels in that, in that scene. Cause you're just like, Oh dude. Because Wally's whole speech is just like yeah. so sad. Yeah. He's just accepted that he can't, no one remembers him. So yeah. he can't come back. And he, it, flash was like, cause it, before that he's like, thinking about flash that's my last chance but as soon as he gets to flash he's just like he's there's done. no point you yeah. know no one's gonna remember me remembers the last fucking second yeah I'm out of the speed force i was like fuck dude and then the then the the very last the very last bit was kind of the what are we we're gonna cross over with watchmen <laughs> I was like, are you we fucking serious right now? I know. When I saw Batman digging into the wall and then he pulls out the pin, I was like, what? And then I'm sitting here like, first of all, the Watchmen haven't been an active storyline in a very long time. Yeah, much less even crossovered with. They've the... never been crossovered with the regular DC universe. They were always in their own kind of thing. 
because because you have to remember if you if you don't know the Watchmen was a one shot. It wasn't a series. It was a it was a trade. Right. You know, and, and it, it existed in its own little universe. So having the Watchmen come into the main DC universe is something that I'm really excited about. I think I think that's going to be um, very interesting to see how that plays out and what where they are at their timeline. Right. Um, and stuff like that, because a few of those characters died in that fucking book. So I don't know exactly going to come in. And it was it was interesting, too, because, like, you know, I saw that and I was like, what? Then you get that next panel where it's just the slow push into Dr. Manhattan City right there. And you're, I was just like, what the fuck? Are they seriously going to do that? So that's going to be interesting. So I, uh, if, the one shot, even if you just, you know, you were kind of curious about it, I would still give it a read. It's I, I think with everything, it is a good read, a good solid read for anyone that even if you're past, even if you just know the basic arcs, I mean, if you just know what happened after Crisis of Infinite Earths and, and Flashpoint, even if you just even know that, it's still a good read and you still have a good basis in that. I think the best thing that book did for me was um, the the overall – Wally is narrating the book right. basically and it, it goes through his backstory, which was good because I honestly needed a refresher on, yeah. on Wally's backstory. Because he, he disappeared after the Flashpoint. Right. And it, it did it It did it in a way that wasn't pushy. It, it didn't pull you from the main story. And it, it inserted that emotional connection between him and the Flash. And right. I think that was extremely important. So that scene at the end after seeing all that was so much more powerful. You were just like, fuck, like this sucks. You know, right. and, then, and then once that panel hits where he grabs his wrist, you're just like, thank you jeebus like you're just freaking <laughs> out um love the book it definitely worth the money 2.99 for what was it 70 something pages yeah that's a thick you book know. for that yeah and this is also the first book in um dc's promise hopefully they keep it this time right yeah and all of their mainline books are going to be 2.99 fixed price um which is great because that allows me to be able to buy them all <laughs> um, in my head because it, it's really it, really i couldn't afford it anyway but i'm still doing it because i don't care um so which book are we going to talk about first okay so that was that was the first week that just came out and then after this last week came out uh the rebirth issues of superman batman green lanterns and uh what was the other one uh green arrow so let's do Green Arrow first, because neither of us ever really read that that book before. Right. I've never uh, been too crazy into Green Arrow. Yeah. And, and neither have I. And, and my brother started getting the book based off of, you know, the Arrow TV show. Um, so I, I read uh, Arrow and um, it was a good solid start for him. I mean, it was a obviously it pushes where he's, you know, because I remember when I was reading the book and then reading what um, – you know, I remember the history that I remember uh, for Green Arrow was being more of a uh, a liberal type of hero, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so like the first page, you know, is where the he that chick walks out on him on a dinner and called him a, a disgusting liberal or something like that because uh, she was a Republican senator's daughter or something along that lines. Uh, but uh, he didn't he didn't play on that too long because that was one of my fears is like oh we're gonna get like this whole you know 
political preachy kind of thing on there, but it did it didn't hold out that it didn't hold out that long. Right. Um it just dealt with him really reuniting. Really the only thing the only thing that was liberal, I guess, was just that he fought for the poor. Right. The, the downtrodden. But I mean Republican can do that too. So it wasn't it wasn't really that big of a deal. Right. Um but it really kind of rekindled the because if you if you remember from rebirth if you read rebirth they talked about one of the big things that was missing out of the new 52 was love because he was talking about all the the relationships that had happened in wally's universe and that wasn't happening here lois and clark yeah uh black canary and green arrow a lot of those relationships were gone and which if a lot of people might say oh i read it for the action and the, and the danger we all like the little love stories in there too. You know what I yeah. mean? And when you take it away, you're taking a, a part. It makes it a less realistic universe. Right. You know? And, and then suddenly, cause you're, cause there are those moments in those comics where you like the banter, like, you know, like for me in the Marvel universe, I like the black cat, Spider-Man banter back and forth yeah. or the Electra daredevil stuff. There's, there's always that like, you know, sexual tension that you get in there. And, you know, when you take that out, it's like, okay, so they're just characters now that are either fighting or bitching. Preparing to fight. <laughs> preparing to fight or bitching at each other because they can't fight each other at that point, yeah. you know. Um, so we, we got that whole them kind of reconnecting and then them kind of having preconceived notions about one another because she, you know, tells him, you know, oh, well, you know, oh, you, you don't know anything about the poor because, you know, you're richer than this and you have this, all this money and blah, blah, blah. Then he talks about the time he was on the island. And then you have him making a joke about her. Oh, well, this is nice, sweet coming from a, you know, touring band singer, you know. <laughs> so the, we started to get that. And, and at the end of the one shot, you know, we got the uh, we got the moment where they're kind of like, OK, something's going to happen now. Um so I, I thought it was actually a, a really solid issue, kind of showcased both of them very well. Um, but I, I thought it was a it was a good way to kind of set them up as saying like, OK, we're bringing them back to this point. Yeah, I oh, think okay. I think um, and it was cool that they played on that, too, that he was super rich and, you know, he, she bought Canary is basically calling him hypocrite. Right. You know, and then he pointed out, he's like, you know, all this shit costs money. Like I can't, <laughs> right? You know, I can't be poor and have fucking expensive tech. You know, right? Which yep. is kind of like a Batman situation too. Right. Yeah, because I mean, if you're gonna have the best tech, you're not gonna be, you know, working at Starbucks. You know, there's a lot of sim similarities between um, Green Arrow and Batman and the and the way they do things. I think Green Arrow is a little happier, um, you know, and he's he's more lighthearted, I guess. But he. Uh, you know they have tech and they have their own companies and they they also have uh charitable works that go through that company and stuff like that right um i just think that he's a little bit um more green arrow's a little bit more of the people yeah like i'm not saying batman isn't but batman's like he doesn't want to talk to anyone and he, he also wants he, to protect everyone. and also batman doesn't mind putting the hurt on someone Oh, Batman would put the hurt on somebody. <laughs> but, but then Green Arrow in, the, in that scene where he shot the dude in the arrow and he was gr twisting the arrow. Right, right. He was interrogating. So I don't think he's afraid of it too much either. But really interesting. It definitely has me intrigued. I'm, I'm going to be following Green Arrow um, until it gives me a reason not to. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I bet. But but also Oliver Queen has a better disposition than, than Bruce Wayne. 
Because as Oliver Queen, remember, he's sitting there talking to the waiter going, you know, and then she didn't even like my beard. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's kind of that whole thing. And then the guy, I like what the guy said. Well, if you didn't tip me as well as you, I probably wouldn't like it either. <laughs> you know, well, I, think, I think the origins, the origins of the two characters when compared are, of course, dramatically different. Um, Batman was a product of his environment where his he parents were shot. Yeah. His parents were shot. We all know his parents were shot. Okay. <laughs> the pearls. Let's not talk right, about the pearls. The pearls hit the street. But um, <laughs> obviously very dark, you know, and, and Oliver Oliver Queen was, was he, he got shipwrecked on an island, had to learn how to survive. And it just gave him perspective that certain things are important and certain things aren't. Right. So I, I think, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, – to more issues from there and see where that goes i like the artwork too real clean looking yeah that i was i was really happy with that i, I really like the way the art was very sharp angles same thing i I, I don't even think i don't even think we even mentioned that about the rebirth one shot really love the artwork on that one on the yeah dc stepping it up like the the dc's art for a while was getting too busy yeah you know it was beautiful but it was more like beautiful in like a painting kind of way. <laughs> when you're trying to like follow a comic, it's too much. It's right. you're just like, wait, what? Did I miss something? It's very very clean, but still high quality art, and I, I liked it. Um, the next one that we'll touch on is the one that Adam didn't read: uh, Green Lanterns. It's actually not that heavy of a book to to kind of discuss really quickly. I feel this book was just an in- introducing, and I'm not saying this is bad, but introducing that there's going to be a female lantern well two new lanterns because basically in the the construct of now the guardians are no longer there Mm -hmm. um and sinestro's group is far off deep reaches of the galaxy basically the the premise of the book is we have two new green lanterns uh one guy who i'm not sure of his backstory but he is pegged as a terrorist i'm assuming and um but uh, he was in Guantanamo Bay and somehow got the ring. And then this other girl who also, uh, you know, just had a, a rough life also got the ring. And they've been called by uh, Hal Jordan to work together, to train, to protect Earth. They're together to protect Earth because Hal is going to have to go off and, and take over and take on Sinestro. But... Uh, you know, so this this was really just setting up both of them, uh, and he, you know, they arrive and they're going to take on um, uh, this Manhunter droid, and they get their asses handed to him. But then it's Hal said that this was a training exercise for them, and they both failed. And of course, the girl and guy thought they were like the only ones, so they're kind of going back and forth, and he's like, and Hal is just like laying the line on no you're not the only ones you in fact you're going to be working together and you're going to need to rely on each other unfortunately you know the guardians aren't around to train you so i got you the next best thing and that shot actually was really really cool because it was a full page panel and it was the justice league characters right there so you had flash wonder woman batman all of them hanging out going to be the ones that are going to train them on earth while Hal goes and takes off and tries to take on Sinestro. So that's kind of where that set that up. So basically Hal is not going to be involved for for right now because he's going somewhere else. Right, because he's going to be doing something else. So, uh, yeah, so that's really what this book is setting up. It was interesting. 
I, I'm not really a big Green Lanterns kind I've of fan. I've never been fan. huge into Green Lantern either. Um, you know, uh, so I'm just, it's kind of like, okay, that was a cool intro. I may, I may pick, I may look at it like the first couple of issues and see where it goes, but it's, I, I can, I, from this point on, I've never really been that into it. So artwork was good. Um, the artwork yeah. looked great. Uh, it was a, it was a solid intro, but I think we, you know, if you, if you, if you don't know anything about these characters, you may feel a little lost like I did at first, but of course there's Wikipedia, you know, source of all human knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just, I felt that it was, it was a good intro, but I'm not sure how long I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. I, I've never, I think that's kind of why I didn't read it too. Cause I, and I'm not saying I don't want to read it, but it was the last one that I was wanting to read out of the four. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I I read I that always... today too. Because I read all the right. other ones that night that I talked to you, and this one I've I, I just read today. Green Lantern to me has always been the, what? and I don't mean this as an insult, but has always been the X Men to me, where they're they're almost a completely separate universe, right? Unless Green Lantern's part of unless Green Lantern's part, part of, of Justice, Justice League, League. Right. so it's almost like you're getting into a whole different thing. You know, and sometimes I'm so I'm so into what is going on on Earth that I don't care what what fucking the Green Lanterns are doing or whatever. Um, But I have noticed some differences with lanterns, especially when they added and this wasn't recent, but when they started adding the multiple colors and more deep into that, it's it's interesting. So I think I'll pick up the next issue and and see where it goes from there. And the Um, the end page, the last page showed, I guess, the new villains for, I guess it's the Red Lanterns. Uh, The father of the Red Lanterns is is going to take on Earth because they showed and it's like, yeah, those two won't be a a problem for us. So they're going to take on Earth now. So I guess that's the first arc of the of the series. Right. Um, I know you really want to talk about the Batman one, but I think we should hit Superman before we hit Batman. No, both of them I equally enjoyed. So that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But which 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 made you orgasm faster? I think I would have to say I enjoyed Batman more only because I understood it more. <laughs> Superman was confusing me a little bit because I, I was out of the loop. Right. And it was more the Superman issue. And we're talking about Superman now, right? Yeah. Superman's very – it wasn't – it was it was a little emotional too. Yeah. Because obviously Superman has died, you know, and and we, we see Lana who in this universe is like an engineer type or whatever. Right. And she wants to um, – she wants to take his remains to small smallville and just it, it's deep stuff going on and we were introduced more thoroughly to i mean basically narrated the fucking book um, right. <laughs> the new superman who i think and i might just be ignorant by thinking this is a theory but i think he's the superman from the the previous dc universe yeah um and he's he's his whole thing was he was like, well, Superman will come back. I, I have a way to bring him back to life. Um, and then, but that doesn't end up happening. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's the Superman issue is a little heart wrenching. Again, artwork was great. Uh, you can tell that it was, it was colored in a way to suit the tone. Very yeah. dark, you know? I, um, I, I mean, I like the fact that, you know, they're saying, yeah, the new 52 one is gone. But we're bringing back the Superman from 
the death of Superman, you know, and it, it was very cool because, you know, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. So it was, really... so this is the Superman from back in the day, right? Like, yeah. what was it? The nineties? Like the, because isn't that when they killed yeah, him off? Superman was, um, yeah, I think. Yeah. And, uh, so that's a lot of history back there. Which is kind of cool because then you can kind of almost their way of kind of retconning all the shit that happened with him after that. Right. <laughs> you know, you um, can pick up from back then. Which right. Is, which is interesting. So it, and, it, and it is a good choice for Superman, especially because, you know, a lot of people think, you know, he's a Boy Scout or what have you. Um, but uh, and it was cool because in that instance, you know, while he's, quote unquote, being vague with Lana, he's, be, you know, we're seeing everything that happened in those final pages of that, of that series, uh, which, you know, or he's taken on doomsday. Um, still one of the, one of the, uh, best ends for a character, you know? Right. And, um, I, I thought it was really cool. Cause I still remember that, you know, I still remember and I have that, you know? And, uh, so it was kind of like, Oh wow. So they, they really are going to this, this point and doing it from this, this area. And then, to find out that, well, yeah, he's he's going to have to do this because that's what worked for him, you know, and to find out that he was missing that in this new. And it was very it was very interesting for him too that he he his initial plan, which we can see at the end of the book, is, has changed. Right. His, his initial plan was to stay out of the affairs of that universe as much as possible. Which and brings it, into, which brings into account how did he end up in this universe? Exactly. You know. So. And that wasn't explained. And like I said, I haven't been following it, but I read those first last. I read the run of when the other when the new Fifty Two Superman died, and no one seemed to know who he was. Right. Like, and Wonder Woman was there. Everybody was there. They they all were like, "Who, who the fuck was that?" And then he just boned out. But um, so it's going to be interesting to see with that. But it also plays into how Superman is always. He's the um. He's the righteous one. Like he's like, I can't interfere in, in this right. universe, you know. And 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 sometimes that gives him a bad rap. He's kind of he's the power girl of this universe, right? <laughs> I've always I've always liked Superman because Superman he should be is... called Power Man <laughs> and have Super... that big triangle Power right Man in the, hey. in the middle of his chest. <laughs> um, Superman's always been more of a of an ideology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 what we should aspire to be that kind of thing which it depends on who's writing for him i mean if you get really good writers in there it could be some of the greatest books you're going to read you get writers in there that don't know what they're doing they're just going to keep throwing bad guys at them and it's going to get boring the villain of the run yeah right um so i'm i'm actually very intrigued i there's so much there's so much richness going on in the superman story that i i really want to get into it and I, I want to follow it. I think out of all four books, this is the one that I was most excited about the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was actually one of the ones that I was least, least interested aside from the green lantern ones to read mm-hmm. because, you know, usually the Superman books are always kind of meh, you know, uh, because you know, they make him invincible. It's like, well, who's he going to fight now? Or who from Krypton is alive now? That's going to, you know, yeah. What giant monster are they going to make? You know? <laughs> right, exactly. So, and it's so easy. It's so easy to get lazy and do that with Superman. Like just monster of the week. You know right. what? What's he going to fight? 
But when you really get him in a quality arc, I mean, that death of super, the I, I don't think they called it death of Superman, but whatever it was, the last few issues, really good writing. I mean, it was it was really good. I was actually like, shit, I should have been reading this. Um, and I hope that continues on. Yeah, because uh, at the end of the at the end of the issue, you, you realize he's like, I'm gonna continue what you started, kind of thing, you know? Right. And uh, so I, I think that's that's actually. I, I I was yeah at the end of it I was like going, oh god I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read this and it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the Justice League responds to him yeah. because there are they're still mourning the death right you know especially Batman I'm gonna be very interested to see because they're they're best friends Batman so. and Superman I so don't care so I guarantee you there's gonna be a fight in there they're they're probably gonna be a little bit of a conflict right <laughs> I, I think out of out of all of them Batman's going to be the least ready to jump on board right you know because he's like that you yeah. know and and uh and now the whole thing with him and, and wonder woman because you know they had the thing for a while yeah so we so. need to see we need to see what's gonna happen yeah i'm i'm uh it was a little part that kind of made me like i was like bruh when uh <laughs> the new 52 superman was dying the really quick exchange between him and the uh the pre-52 superman i guess we can call him um and just saying, like, basically, I can't remember exactly what was said, but like, all Superman cared about was that the world was going to be protected by someone. Oh, that's right. it. He didn't care about himself. He just he was worried about everyone else, and that's kind of Superman's thing. Yeah, you know. So there's no more to say. It's just really good book. I'm I'm on board. All right, last but last least, <laughs> Batman Rebirth. Do. go ahead adam first of all we see a reboot of what i have always thought is one of the most underrated villains <laughs> fucking calendar man look calendar man is obviously gimmicky as fuck okay? i re- i remember in a in a show not too long ago you said just fucking give me calendar man i don't care <laughs> calendar man look and they've they've revamped the character where he actually has like a, a superpower where he ages with the seasons and then he sheds his skin in the next spring and is reborn. I'm like, what? And they were explaining it where he's reborn as a new person, but has all the previous memories memories. So that, so they were saying, and we'll get to, we'll get to Superman's uh, new um, quote unquote sidekick in a moment. You mean Batman? He's, or Batman, sorry. Um, he said, uh, he goes, so essentially, how are we going to win against someone who always is getting better? And Batman's like, we're going to have to keep getting better. While he's kicking a fucking tree, training know, right? shit. <laughs> so badass, dude. <laughs> but the major thing from that book that we need to talk about is this new sidekick. Right. Not Robin. Not Robin. I and like Batman that he was himself, like, well, if I'm not Robin, then what? Like I said, trying something new. Trying something new. The outfit is um, yellow. Right, yellow and black. Is he a fucking bee? Like I don't, I don't know what's happening. You know? He's bee man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has a very Batman look to the uh, to the head to the headpiece. Right. Um, kind of what what um, a Batman Incorporated kind of thing. A little bit. I was kind of I was kind of laughing though because there's always that running joke that Robin is just Batman's um, distraction so he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> and this new guy's got a bright yellow fucking suit. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But um, 
seems like a cool the the new guy seems pretty cool we haven't really um delved too deep in i I have to say not as annoying yeah not as annoying not as annoying as like say somebody named Damien. yeah yeah. let's get us a or jason he he may you know pre 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 red hood batman broods damien whines right you know it's whatever i mean damien has had some really good arcs himself just him as a character i don't like yeah you know but anyway um cool character uh they obviously some people are, are buzzing about how he is an he is an african-american um the funny thing is i didn't even notice that until i read other people were noticing it um but yeah he's black to me to me it's like if you notice yeah. that you're part of the problem right i mean like i don't i don't say who cares as in like i think it's dumb i just who cares because it's, just, it's a dude to me i don't i don't you know whatever right you know what i mean but we're not we're not getting on a soapbox about that today um not the, today <laughs> not today but there will be a day there, there will be um, oh first of all i gotta say fucking batman has a t-rex yeah he's what? always had that he's had a t-rex since when it's a it's not a real t-rex i can't remember so first of all um steve is referring to and i love when they do this in a Batman book where they give you the two page scene oh, yeah. of the bat cave and you'll see the giant coin, which everyone knows. And then you see the T-Rex, but I can't remember Batman T-Rex. Let's see. Bat cave, the T-Rex. Of course. You're going to fucking tell me shit. So, so like, why didn't we see that in Batman V Superman? Where was the T-Rex in there? <laughs> um, Batman into keeping a robot T-Rex earlier on in his career in his trophy room. T-Rex, that's... Uh, he also points out that. So, yeah, I know it's there. <laughs> um, Batman and Batgirl are forced to fight a gigantic mechanical T-Rex. I don't know. It's it's one of the bad guys. It's, I, it might have been the Joker. I don't know. But somebody, somebody made him fight a giant mechanical T-Rex, and he kept it. So... Oh, here we go. DC database. Can't believe I can't fucking remember this. Batman's T-Rex is a giant animatronic dinosaur kept in the Batcave as a trophy. It was a robot that Batman fought during an early adventure on Dinosaur Island. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and, and you'll see other stuff like the giant penny and giant Joker card. You see those in yeah. there. We all know where those are from. But um, yeah, I mean, they always that's always been in his trophy room. But huh. the um. Artwork again, great. I have no complaints, and that's kind of surprising. And I'm hoping it holds true for the rest of them because when New Fifty Two came out, like Wonder Woman, I fucking hated the artwork. Yeah, it was just like real scraggly looking lines. I'm like, oh Jesus. That's one of the reasons why this new reboot of Constantine I fell off of. The story was a little meh, and then the artwork was just so sketchy. They do that with just... Constantine a lot, though. And like, it's almost like I got to draw it really dirty because he's doing supernatural shit. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, it's... you know. It, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah, with with uh, this Batman story, definitely a setup. But I liked how they used Calendar Man. Uh, that was a cool little like um, just like uh, it was a kind of a cool quick villain in in my in in my view of it. it yeah, because he wasn't the main focus of the story, right? Uh, but it was a cool, it was a good enough villain to suit what it needed for that issue. 
right. or for that one shot. Um, so I thought it was it was really solid. Yeah, the artwork was great. Um, the introduction of the new character very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, got to see Jim Gordon and Lucius um, yeah. in there again. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to that All Star Superman. I mean All Star Batman. Uh, that that particular run I'm really looking forward to because Scott Snyder is going to be doing that one, which is individual Batman stories from different times and different eras. So really looking forward to that. I like how involved Jeff Johns, Scott Snyder, like how they are in the comic books right yeah. now, and I, I think that's the biggest strength. Jeff Johns, we, we like to make fun of him sometimes, you know, but he's talented. Oh, and yeah. And when he's involved in a book, it usually means good things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, uh, isn't he, isn't he the one that's running the TV shows too? Yeah. He's the one that's been, um, fully integrated with the TV shows. He helped them start off Arrow, but he was really involved in The Flash, which is why I think we see the flash kind of moving heavy into the DC universe right? Um, was because of was Jeff Johns really got into that. He's supposed to be working with Affleck for an original Batman story, but using elements from co- different comics, they're writing a script together. Um, uh, Jeff Johns so. is definitely the, the decision maker right now with the DC universe, not just with comics, but with television. Yeah. I think. He, he's definitely, yeah. He's one of those that like, and I, and I I'm going to touch on this in uh, in in my show later in the week, uh, just another podcast. But I know I know a lot of people are wishing Jeff Johns could be there, Kevin Feige, you know. Yeah. Um, but as as I'll discuss in the show, it's it's basically like, well, yeah, cool, but he needs to have control, and that's right. that's where the issue comes, especially with the movies, because you know we have DC Films, which has Jeff Johns as you know going to oversee the movies. But how much control is he going to have versus when Warner Brothers goes, ah, eh, no, you know? And if that, Warner Brothers is smart, they'll just let him have full fucking control, right? If they, which if is they're smart, <laughs> which is basically what Disney does, right? And that's why Marvels become so successful. Yeah, and um, so yeah, and in, in this instance, they're going to kind of have to realize, okay. You know what? The television series. I mean, I mean, look. You, all three D, um, CW shows were renewed for the next season. Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow. Even though Arrow was probably the weakest of the three, but then you have now they're going to bring Supergirl over to the CW, which didn't do as well on um, on CBS. You know, I mean, come on. They have four shows on the air, and Marvel only has one. You know, and so. You know, I mean, DC's killing it in the TV realm. Right. And uh, so I think that's, uh, I, I think as far as the way they're kind of doing the comics right now, I think it's it's really solid that they're kind of incorporating old stuff, but they're also, you know, bringing out some new stuff. And we'll have to see how that goes. And next week's run of new Rebirth stuff seems kind of interesting. Let me double check on that real quick. Um because I'll pull it up. I have my my epic pull list in front of me right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna go over to my pull list too and see what uh, see I what have, I can come up on here. Cause... I have for June eighth. We have Action Comics now. Action Comics and Detective Comics are both coming out on June eighth, but they've decided to keep like they don't have Rebirth issues 
Unless they're coming out. Now they have Aquaman Rebirth is this week. Right, and The Flash, and Wonder Woman. And the Wonder Woman, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the thing... They were w- talking, but I was watching this panel, and Jeff Johns was there, and a bunch of other people. They said with Action Comics and Detective Comics are kind of being refreshed too, but they're going back to the, the old original numbering. numbering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they said basically it's it's their oldest running books, and you know they want to keep the respect there, and I, I appreciated that. I thought that was cool. But see, action comics and detective comics are almost like the one-shot stories a lot of the times. Yeah. Like, that's if you just if you're if you're just getting into the DC universe, a lot of times you could pick up those two books and you're you're you get a taste of what's going on. Right. And um, the thing the thing that I'm looking at too is, um, I mean, I'm not really excited about the action comics story arc because it's Lex Luthor. Yeah, trying to fill up the spot, and I always kind of hate that. I mean, they've done it before, you know. Where Lex Luthor is—he always comes off as pathetic. Yeah, and I'm just like, I was looking at, and I'm like, going, I'm not really sure I'm feeling that. Right. <laughs> so we'll know. see. I mean, I'm gonna pick them up, um, because you know I'm getting back into comics. When you get back into the DC universe, you have to see what action comics, detective comics are doing. I mean, I'll read it. Yeah, I mean, I'll right. be I'll be looking at uh, that and detective and seeing how those work out. But you know, it's it's one of those where, like I said, with with uh, action, it's just because I'm not a big fan of making Lex Luthor the hero because he's like the he's like the whiny little kid. But he never ends up being the hero. Like right. he he wants to be in control. Yeah. So it always ends up backfiring for him. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and now with this new Superman in place too, we're going to see how that works. Very excited about the Wonder Woman rebirth. Um especially with the new movie coming out. I know that's going to be a big focus. Right. Um the Flash of course. Of I course. mean stepping off from the one shot. I mean we we have to see what's happening in the Flash. Like I will sell a child to get the Flash issue. Yeah. Like I need to see what's going to happen. Um, and Aquaman, of course, I'm, I'm going to pick that up. Although I don't really know what's going to happen with Aquaman. There's nothing. Well, I mean, he's getting married now. I mean, from what we saw in. Um... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, more power to him. him. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> we're bringing the love back, I guess. Definitely. Right. Um, now, I almost when I saw them on the beach, I was like, "Can you feel the love tonight?" You know. So that's that's going to be I'm gonna, I'm just going to go through June cuz I have them all listed out here. Um June 1st and June 8th were the, are the release dates where we're only seeing rebirth issues. Um June 15th and 22nd though there are no re- rebirth issues. We're getting issue 1s of the issues that were rebirth for that month. So June 15th you'll see Batman 1, Green Arrow 1, Green Lanterns 1, also Harley Quinn 29 if you're interested. Um <laughs> Superman number 1. Uh, and June twenty second is, of course, the another the next action in Detective Comics, uh, Aquaman one, Flash one, and Wonder Woman one. They uh, something I forgot to mention. They're going bi weekly now, um, which is kind of funny. Like the issues are two ninety nine, but they're bi weekly. Like oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're not paying five bucks an issue, but you're gonna be paying six for two. <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with it. Because, yeah, because at know, least there you're getting two for that price. Yeah. Right. So, um, typical. Now see. <laughs> Shut up. I was uh I was noticing two things. One, I'm surprised Harley. Well, I'm not surprised Harley Quinn doesn't get a rebirth because she, it's such a zany fucking comic book. Yeah. Like it's it's off in its own world. Um 
next month is more expensive. So if you're if you're getting into the the rebirth issues and you want to get all the issue the, all the rebirth issues and you want to continue to get the issue once. So like all the rebirth issues I have all the this priced out. June 1st was 12 bucks. 8th was 15 bucks. 15th is 15 bucks and uh 22nd is 15 bucks. Now next month there's a problem because you have the second round of rebirth issues as well as everybody's issue ones. So it goes from 15 to 21 to 27 to 24. But then after that, it, you're settling in. If you're getting all the issue ones of the main lines, you're around 12, 15 bucks every week, which is pretty doable, you know? So don't get a, skip a couple Starbucks coffees. <laughs> you can get them, you know what I mean? Get some quality story, storytelling, but this is, uh, an exciting time people all right so on that note i think it's time we go into our one awesome thing so my one awesome thing this week is it's just something i saw online i thought was pretty hilarious uh as we know since uh disney basically is retconning all the post return of the jedi <laughs> canon uh a new book that was that's come out called Star Wars Bloodline is actually focusing on uh, Princess Leia. As in the book, she there is. Um, uh, let me see if I can find the line. Oh, okay, here it is. Uh, in the novel, uh, the Senate of the New Republic decides on both sides of the aisle that they need some kind of new centralized leadership. They decide to vote in a first senator instead of a new chancellor, someone that would be able to guide along the voting process more cleanly, but didn't necessarily wield unilateral power in any way. And as a respected member of the Senate and a war veteran, Leia gets pushed into nomination until uh, people start questioning her, quote unquote, bloodline. Uh, because obviously, you know, she's a, uh, she is the daughter of <laughs> Darth Vader. So I guess that has to come out at some point. But w the reason why this even comes up is because in promotion of the book and given our current political, uh, tension, uh, they made a fake, uh, political ad at, against Princess Leia for this position and what she hiding and it's really it's some of it's kind of interesting other than a little tongue-in-cheek you know like uh one of the points in this in the video was she says to respect all um to all respects all species yet why doesn't she believe a wookie deserves a medal and it shows like the the scene from the movie <laughs> where she's giving han and luke the the medals but not uh but not chewy and uh Perfect. you know and uh what was it support small businesses but is is considered a uh what do they call her? A hut slayer. And they show her like choking uh, Jabba the Hutt. So it's funny. It's, you know, the links in the, uh, in the show notes, if you want to check it out, it's tongue in cheek. Don't take it as like, it's serious or anything like that. And it's just, but it's time. It's timely too. It's timely. Yeah, exactly. Year. In an election year, especially, you know, for those of you keeping an eye on the American elections. Yeah. It's just, it's something you would see here. <laughs> which is sad in most yeah. instances but uh it was a funny little video i saw it i thought that was it was a uh, it was a good little like uh commentary but uh yeah that was my little awesome thing this week um mine isn't so much awesome just something i noticed 
uh, <laughs> which, you know, okay. Um, so obviously, uh, as I'm sure everyone knows, Muhammad Ali passed away age of 74, um, not too far from where I live because he lived in Scottsdale, Arizona, his later years. Um, now, I'm not going to go into what everything that Muhammad Ali did for two reasons. One, because mostly everybody knows. Um, and also, if you don't, it'd take you about five minutes to look it up on a slow computer like seriously <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna be a big deal but that's kind of the point so there's what i i actually didn't know this um but muhammad ali during the vietnam war he refused to partake in the draft when they drafted for people to go fight in vietnam so when i heard i i heard this through a facebook post where someone was saying he Everyone's saying he's a hero and he's just a draft dodger and we should be, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, now this is me because I like to think constructively. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I know enough about Muhammad Ali's persona to know that he was a pretty decent dude. So maybe something else was at play here. So I did some research. Now, it took me 30 seconds to find out that he did not go to the Vietnam War because of certain political reasons, not just because he was a pussy and didn't want to fight in a war. Um, a lot of young people might not know this. I should, I mean, I'm in the age group of people that are complaining, really. Um, but the Vietnam War was not, a, it wasn't World War II. It wasn't a war where everyone was on board. Um, so Ali was quoted to say, um, let me see where he said uh, where the fuck? Oh, okay. Now, keep in mind, um, Muhammad Ali did speak in a, in a certain um, certain dialect of his time. You know, so I'm going to read this exactly the way it's written. Uh, he said, man, I ain't got no quarrel with them Viet Cong. Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people in Vietnam while so-called Negro people in Louis Louisville are treated like dogs and denied simple human rights. So that quote kind of elaborates, and, and you can definitely look up more details on this, but he 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 basically told them, arrest me. I'm not going. You know, you're this. I'm not fighting for a country that doesn't fight for me and my own, basically is his stance on it. So to me, it's painfully obvious right. that he wasn't fighting in the war because he didn't find it just and he didn't feel that he should have to endanger his life for something that he's not even being treated right you know and they stripped him of his uh his first world champion um titles and a, a few other titles as well and, and, and i think he was banned for a couple he of was years. banned banned from boxing for a while of course then he came back and won world champion again yeah because he's the greatest fucking boxer that ever existed <laughs> um but it's just it's funny to me because we live in a time where and I was t talking to Steve about this. We live in a time where we have access to all human knowledge, yet nobody utilizes it. Oh, absolutely not. They just jump right on board with, you know, and and it's the other thing, too. And this is more of an American or United States problem um, where bl patriotism is fine, but blind patriotism is not. All right. Um, America's government isn't always in the right. You have to think critically about why people are doing things. And, and I think there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with supporting the troops. I definitely support the troops myself. Um, 
but I don't always support the reasons why they're being sent to places. But I understand that they're not the ones making the choices as to where they're being sent. You know, so I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about. And, and also, on a basic note, a man, doesn't matter who he was, has passed away. He never raped anybody, never beat anybody. Well, I mean, he didn't ring. But I mean, <laughs> you know, never, never did anything bad to anyone like that. And you really shouldn't speak ill about somebody when they pass away. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to his family. And I'd say that about some a normal Joe working a nine to five, well, not just because he's Muhammad Ali. Well, one of the things that I, I kind of noticed, and I was mentioning this to, you know, uh, uh, to someone, is that it's simply the reason that they're saying what they're saying is because it's the anonymity of the internet. They can yeah. say whether they're not held accountable to, you know, to uh, for what they say. It was like, um, what was it? Uh, James uh, James Gunn. Uh, when that issue of Steve Rogers Captain America came out and the whole he worked for Hydra at the end of it um, he uh, James Gunn went on his Facebook page and stated that you know not really sure you know why everybody's all up in arms about this but you know it's a creative decision is it a right one can't tell you but he goes it's a creative decision and you know you got to respect the creative and of course one person on his Facebook page comes out and set, calls him like um, a communist and that he hopes someone takes his cat and throws it in the wood chipper. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, the funny thing is, is that and, and it's exactly what you say. No one behaves like this in public. Yeah, because if you do, everyone is going to attack you. Yeah. They're going to tell verbally or physically. It depends on what you say. Right. You know, it's it's and to me, when I see that, I'm not impressed. I think it's pathetic. Yeah. Like you're such a giant pussy right now. And, you know, you like, know and he 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 took a screenshot and then put it on there. But he, you know, wiped out the guy's name and people on there are like, why did you wipe his name out? You should have just left it up there. And he's like, because he goes, that kind of breed the same thing. Exactly. He goes, and, and I'm not going to and I'm not going to do that. And yeah, it's it's basically because the internet gives you that anonymity where you can just say things out of just plain ignorance. Because the sad thing is, the sad thing is though, especially younger people with this constant Instagram, the constant everything in their life has to be shared. They don't realize that every single person is a, is their own brand, you know. Yeah. And and like like Adam Riley, me, I'm a brand. I'm not a marketable brand, but I'm a brand. <laughs> So now me, I'm always honest anyway. I'm, I'm, I don't, you know, whatever, but I'm not going to say things outlandishly for no reason, because then people are going to think that I'm some kind of piece of shit and I don't want people to think I'm a piece of shit, yeah. but the, but a lot of people just don't care, yeah. you know, and, and there, there's a lot of them are trolls. They just like to see people get fired up, whatever. Yeah. But, but people like the people talking about, Muhammad Ali or, or that cat wood chipper thing those aren't trolls those are people with fucking emotional issues right you know like you're just the Muhammad Ali thing is misinformation of course because nobody fucking reads anymore right they get all their information from BuzzFeed you know <laughs> so they don't the they top don't, 10 list and they only make it right. down like three 
So I read on BuzzFeed that Muhammad Ali was a draft dodger. So fuck him. Like right. what? Right. You know. So it's it's um. It's just interesting to me. I I I, I didn't want. I know the the whole this section's supposed to be cool shit, but I just thought it was I was interested. Somebody passes away, and and it always happens. Like Prince passed away. And people were so quick to say he had AIDS from the eight. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah. and, 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 I'm and nobody's tr- going to hold their feet to the fire for any of that. That's the, that's no. why they get away with it. But my, my question is, and my overall interest in this kind of thing is why, well, I know why, but it's sometimes it's, it saddens me to feel that people are this way, like that they don't think. Yeah anymore everyone follows trends so much but now with the internet and information being so open people are following intellectual trends but they're not being intellectual about it right and they're just making themselves look so fucking stupid flat earthers (laughs) everyone's following this flat earth trend now and no one understands the basic laws of physics because because then you would have to read you have to educate exactly. yourself, and nobody wants to do that. Or remember what you learned in middle school. You know, right. anything like that. Oh, there's you know, like three paragraphs on this Wikipedia page. I can't read all that. I explained. I was telling Steve. I told my, my kid, my oldest kid came up and said, um, well, she found out someone was talking about Earth being flat. It was the uh, that B.O.B. dude, the, the rapper. Oh, Jesus. So, of course, he's an expert right. to my daughter, you know. And she's like, why is he saying that? Is the earth flat? I said, no. And she goes, well, is is that a theory that you have? That I'm like, no, it's not a theory. The earth isn't flat. It's it's just not. <laughs> and I, I used an example because she asked me why everything's round then. And why is that more <laughs> plausible? And I said, it's fucking physics. It's the way gravity works. I said, when, when you see water beating on something, is it a disc? And she goes, no, it's a ball. And I said, exactly. So fucking gravity works. You know, it's it's just uh, I don't even want to get into it. That's a whole <laughs> fucking podcast in its own on that flat earth shit. But what was it, Neil? Um, Neil deGrasse, DeGrasse Tyson. He he. I read recently. I think earlier today. He said that people believing the Earth is flat is due to a lack of proper education, which is basically the nicest way to say you're a fucking moron, <laughs> right? You know, and I don't know. Whatever. People are just misinformed, and they they like being misinformed. Truly, ignorance is truly bliss, I guess. Hmm. So, whatever. A little retrospective, right? Kind right. Of thing at the end of the show, but uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, on that note, I'd like to thank everybody for checking it, checking yeah for checking the show out this week. Uh, you can subscribe and get this show every Monday downloaded to the listening device of your choice. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Libsyn. And if you're old school, go directly to the website, thelazygeeks.com. And go to every single one of those places and comment. Right. And um, tell us what you think, how you feel about life and the existence of consciousness i don't know whatever you want to your, fucking talk about your theory on the flat on flat earth or right. maybe maybe you have a new theory like hexagon earth or you know oblong quadri uh, what was that what's a 20-sided die called oh i don't know it's like a quadrahedion or something like that 
<laughs> uh, you can also catch us on social media, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, Google+, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all under the name The Lazy Geeks, one word. And if you want to skip social media, you can definitely just send us an email at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can also find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And you can find me on the internet at pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to search Adam Riley at Pornhub. I guarantee it. <laughs> if I show up on a graph from Pornhub, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Uh, and if you have a male fantasy you want to uh, engage in, you can also reach Adam Riley at... Uh... Hey now. Well, uh, real quick, before we part, uh, I want to know, and this this ties into the comments, and I want anyone of our, our regular commenters or new people or even Steve, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> but lately, at least once a month, I'm getting people who send me a Facebook friend request, okay? And it always follows the same kind of pattern. Um, where they're not from the United States, they're from a different country, mm-hmm. and they just want to talk. Mm-hmm. And I've I've entertained these people just to see what they want to talk about. And sometimes they'll ask like, "How old are you?" or you know, basically the equivalent of age, sex, location. Right. Um, and that's it, though. They don't say anything else. But it's weird because it's you could say, "Oh, it's just people reaching out trying to get to know other people." Okay, fine. But it's never happened before. Now, all of a sudden, there's just random foreign people. I had someone from um, the first one was Liberia, which is that's a random place to to get a message from. And then um, they didn't they didn't tell you they were stuck in a location and their wallet got stolen. And no, it wasn't. See, that's what I was. I was waiting for the fucking grift. Right. Right. But it never happened. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I talked to that chick for for like a couple of days. And so she started talking about loving me or something. And I was at block. Right. Uh, and then today it was a chick who said she was from Georgia and I go the country or the state? <laughs> right right and she said the country she goes it's not a state and then I I go well in a, hmm. in the United States we have a state culture and she goes oh that's really fun and she just kept asking me like like what do you do for fun and I'm all what the fuck is happening like this isn't AOL like nobody <laughs> does this anymore <sighs> and it's just all of a sudden you know, and and they it's not like they're coming. Oh, I heard you on the podcast. That then it would make sense, but they they're not doing that, right? You know, so I don't know. I want to know if anyone else out there's getting these weird fucking hit ups. I'm not. I don't get any. I don't get this any. Is, of nobody that. wants to hit you up. They see my picture and they're like, "Damn, this motherfucker!" Right? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm like, damn, that shit is dope. Eh, <laughs> no. But um, let me know in comments, emails, whatever. If you, anyone else is getting these. And, and please have someone else getting it. It's starting to creep me out. <laughs> I feel why, like, like why you, kinda, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm on some kind of bulletin, foreign bulletin board somewhere. You know, it's weird. Georgia and Liberia. I mean, historically, I guess Liberia has somewhat of a connection to the United States. <laughs> but, you know, still. Uh, all right. And, uh, yeah, I guess with that, uh, that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network. Available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.